0: I just want to say real quick, God is great. God is very great. God is so great, he has blessed us with our first message today by Mr. David Hope, entitled, Sell the Sizzle, Not the Steak. Thank you, Mr. McGarvey, and a great song service. Tell you what, it takes a lot of nerve He's only been out of school, what, a, a year now? High school? And he does the song leading without a accompanist, and a great job. We're very proud of him, I'll tell you. And, and we're proud of all of our young people that we have here. We're so fortunate here in Tulsa to, to have so many young people so dedicated and help out. Good to see everybody here today. Fifty years ago, this February, I began to become self-employed in the uh, cleaning and restoration business. I knew nothing about selling, except I knew the fact that some people could sell snow to an Eskimo, they could sell fleas to an old flea-bag dog. So there's something to selling. I realized that you know there's there's certain keys there, and over the years I learned some things and. Actually, uh, the, the title here came from an article I had several, several, many, many, many years ago. Uh, as some of the older, anyway, I learned certain principles of marketing and sales and advertising, things of that nature. But uh, a lot of the older people who have been around for a long time are familiar with the, the initials HWA. Anybody not know what HWA stands for? Anyway, Herbert W. Armstrong was a founder of, of the Radio Church of God years ago, but, and then the Worldwide Church and for many years, which some of us were uh, members of for a long time. And But he was in advertising and sales before he got into the ministry, so that really helped him. It helped the work and, you know, the magazines they put out and, and the articles and things of that nature. Uh, you could tell that he had his hand in a lot of the early days of that, and the marketing of it. So, today I'm going to discuss a couple of principles. There's a lot of them, a lot more, but anyway, two two big principles that a lot of people use that will help, I think, and, and, and I know it does, uh, to help uh, the lost and dying world to uh, overcome and to come in. And the principles are, in short, uh, features and benefits. You know, some people are really good about Selling benefits, some selling uh, uh, principle or features, but uh, sometimes uh, selling uh, features are good you know you need features, but if you don't understand the features, what good to do And some people some people you can sell benefits, but if if you don't they don't understand and're not familiar enough with it to know what the what the features are they say, well you're you lying to me or whatever but anyway it uh, sometimes it takes a both of them. And uh, what I had an experience this week, that kind of reminded me of that. I didn't have that uh, down even thinking about it until after I had my notes done. But I had a, a doctor's appointment this week with my skin doctor. I had, uh, about six months ago, I had a, a place on my leg that was, uh, uh, because it was o- after aftershoot of uh, Knee surgery and in a little low spot where they clamped the machine on, you know, to cut your bones into two and all that, never did heal totally up. So I had to go to a skin doctor and it got big. And in the meantime, he prescribed compression socks. He saw my feet, my legs, you know, and some of you are the same way, you know, you, you get the endema and you swell up and all that. And uh, he prescribed me some uh, 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 compression socks and I used them for about a week or so, but it was so much trouble; it hurt to get them on, you know. And my wife was more than glad to help me, but I quit using them. Well, this week I had a six-week or six-week, six-month checkup. He wanted to check my skin and all that, and and he said, yeah, that's okay. this has come along pretty good." But he said, "You you, you really need to wear those compression socks." And I said, "Well, yeah, I did for a while, and then he gave me." You know the the features the, the, the uh, socks were a feature, but then he gave me the benefits of doing that. He said, and, and I knew it would help keep your feet and legs from swelling. He said, but it, but it, it helps to keep your legs and feet from swelling. You're you're not so tired all day, you know. And he said, but what really got me, he said that uh, these your your uh, veins have. Uh, valves in them, and after a period of time, the pressure and all that, and overactive, uh, these valves go out on you, and then it just goes out into your skin. I like, wow, you know, so he gave me some uh, benefits of wearing it, you know. I don't want to, I don't want to have that problem, so uh, I've got them on today. I put them on myself, all by myself, and you know, put them on, and uh, so, so if I jump up and down, it's not because of my other doctor, my family doctor, I'm getting into a lot of stuff, I probably don't need to, but uh, 90 days ago, when I had my diabetic checkup, my doctor said, boy, you ought to be jumping up and down for joy. He said, your A1C is down to such and such for the second time, and he said again, you ought to be jumping up and down for joy, and I thought he was serious, so I did. I you know, said, well, you don't really have to do that. But anyway. Us old folks, all we do is go to doctrine doctor and then talk about it. Anyway, but uh, um, get into a few examples. A lot of people say that God's laws, God's commandments, and and God's instructions are negative. You probably have heard that. You know, well, this is negative. You know, you don't do this, don't do that, and uh, but they don't really understand the benefits of doing. God's laws and God's principles and things that God said. I'm going to start off going over to uh, a very, very familiar scripture where most of you look when you want to look for the original Ten Commandments and over in Exodus 20th chapter. And I'm going to break in. When Owen got my water, the one that I had spiked in there, so i have to take one of these little ones. Somebody else has already had it. Anyway, Exodus 20th chapter. Well, that's good. Glad you didn't get that one, Owen. Exodus 20th chapter, and, and breaking in on verse 8, 8 through 11. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shall you labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work in, you shall not do any work, nor shall your son nor your daughter, your manservant or your maid nor your cattle, nor your stranger that is within your gates. For six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that in them that is, and rested the seventh day wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. And that's so important. This is not a new. You'll go to sleep. I'll read too much of that. But here's, uh, here's one with a sizzler to it, a benefit. I'm calling a sizzler the benefit. And over a couple of pages over in my Bible, Exodus 23, verse 12, says, Six days shall you do your work, and on the seventh day is uh, you shall rest that and here's the scissor that your ox and your ass may rest, and the son of your handmaid and the stranger that may or and that the stranger may be refreshed. I never thought about being refreshed. I thought you know for a long time, well, we can't do anything on Saturday, I can't pay the paper boy I can't. Can't do this, can't do that, and uh, it was, even to me at times in the early days it was negative. And I began to find out the benefits of it, and and we can take all of the Ten Commandments and look at it and, and put, you know, features and benefits and you know things of that nature, and we could spend all day up here hypothetically talking about what what's the the benefit or the consequence of. Committing adultery or stealing or this or that, you know we can do that, and but there definitely are benefits by keeping God's word, God's instruction. And here's some more commandments with benefits: Exodus twenty, verse twelve. I'm getting in. Honor your father and mother, and we've heard that, we hear that now. That's one of the things, uh, well, probably the main thing I could uh, recommend to young people if if it could come across without sounding like preaching. (laughs) Honor your father and your mother, that, here's the benefit, here's the scissor, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God gives you. So that means if you're going to live longer, hypothetically, well, not hypothetically, uh, you will. I mean, there are circumstances. War comes along, and other things, and uh, a, a child can be obedient to the parent and still die. It's not just an absolute 100%, but your chances are so much greater by doing that. It says, which the Lord has give you. Uh, oh, anyway, that you may be, live longer. And here's in an, an Ephesians, the sixth chapter, and... and uh, I think Sean Webb mentioned some of these verses here a couple of weeks ago in his message in Ephesians uh, 6. But anyway, uh, 1 through 17, like I said, here's another of the features. Children, Ephesians 6, 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Where Honor your father and mother, which is a first commandment with promise. So even in the New Testament, it backs up the fact that honoring your mother and father is is definitely still carried over into the New Testament, even with a promise. It's a first commandment with a promise. Verse 3, that it may be well with you. You obey your parents. How many kids out here in gangs that are getting shot and getting murdered and and all of that because they're not obeying their mother and father or honoring their parents. They're not living very long. And we see so many times on TV where young people, uh, because of the actions that they're living and the lifestyle that they're living, that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. So even, uh, even in uh, uh, the Apostle Paul tells the Ephesians that. You know, this is still a good idea to honor God, to honor your parents. And you fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling and singleness of of your heart, as unto Christ and our jobs, Should be as if we're we're worshiping God. You know, we're we're working for God. If you if your boss, uh, you're not going to steal from your boss because you're going to steal from from God from Jesus. Not with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. So our job should be from the heart, with good with good will, doing service. As unto the Lord, and not to men. And listen to this. Knowing that whatsoever good thing any man does, or any woman does, the same shall be he receive of the Lord, whether he be bond or free. So it's almost like some people say karma. You know, you do good, you get good back. You do bad, you get bad. Uh, I asked a friend of mine one time, because uh, he was always talking about karma, and... And ask him where that came from and how he got that and all that. And I don't know. <laughs> he just did. He just tried to be good to people because he thought karma. You know, go, what goes around comes around. And, and uh, anyway, and you masters do the same thing. Let me make sure I'm not going to digress too much. And you masters do the same thing. And to them, forbearing, threatening, knowing that your master is also in heaven, or also is in heaven neither is there respect of persons with him. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. And we've heard this many a time from this same pulpit and the Feast of Tabernacles. And I remember one message that Matthew Steele gave at the feast one year uh, along that line. And others too, but this particular one, he was talking about uh, the shield being all bent up and caved and riggedy, you know from being in the battle too much i never realized it that way but he was talking about sometimes your shield is really banged up anyway put on the whole armor of god that you may be able to stand the wiles of the of the devil put on the whole guard that's kind of like my wife and i for a long time was were members of the Gold Wing Motorcycle Club, and they disbanded, I think, a year ago. They were in business 40-some years. <laughs> but their motto was, all the gear, all the time, all the helmets, you know. You always wear your helmet. You wear your body armor all the time. You don't just uh, once in a while. And, uh, you know, for the, for a reason. And my wife and I figured, found out one time why it was necessary to have the armor, and this was before we become a member of their club and found out that uh, they recommend a lot of this stuff. We were going to, uh, uh, some of you in here, a lot of you know Dale Murphy and Susan down in Missouri, and, and uh, they were living down at Bolivar, was it Bolivar, I think it was. We went down one week in on our motorcycle and uh, we were going to give a message there at the motel there at Bolivar. And, and I'd been, Fran and I had been to uh, the Murphy's house once before in the night time, and it was out in the country, and, and, and we thought we pretty well had a way out there, but had the GPS on to it. and I'm not real technical savvy, but anyway, but we had the GPS right up here, and it had us turning off about a block before you get to his house. And it was freshly graveled road. I mean big gravel. It wasn't packed or anything. And motorcycle riders don't like gravel. They don't like sand. They don't like mud. And we were driving down there, not going very fast, 15, 20 miles an hour. And the bike was very unstable. And I told Fran, I said, Fran, I'm gonna pull over here and let you get off. And I'm gonna drive on down to the end of that here. And, and you can walk down, then we'll get on and go. Well. We had not, not much more than said that, and boy, I mean, the bike just really went wild and went down on a slide, threw Fran and me both off of it. And uh, 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 But anyway, yeah, we found, and Fran ended up all skin up and a bruise on her and all that, and, and, and I was a little bit sore from it, but we realized all the gear, all the time, you never know. Uh, when you might need it. And the same way with the the armor of God. You never know when we're going to need some of the armor of God. And we really need, I think, put it on every day before we go out and before we leave the house. Or even if we're not going to leave the house, we ought to put that armor of God on. Anyway. uh, Where was I? Verse 11, 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against rulers of the darkness of the, wild, of the world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We never know where we're going to run into evil. We need some way or another different portions of that armor on. And just like Fran and I figured out, uh, we we wrestle not against the wind and the sun and the rain and all that we 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 wrestle against eighteen wheelers coming into your lane coming down to albuquerque we're uh we're, we're subject to all kinds of things uh, Wherefore take to you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to withstand, so putting on the armor of god is is the the thing that we should do but here the reason is uh, that he said in the sizzler of it that you may be able to withstand we want to be able to withstand we want to be strong we want uh, to not get bitter and angry and all that stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth you know the word of god (laughs) having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith here it is uh, the reason why, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the of the wicked. So there's, there's things we should do, benefits or or commands or whatever, and then uh, our features. I mean, and there. Uh, There's benefits from it. Proverbs third chapter, I'm going to read part of it, one through sixteen. Some of this sounds familiar because it's repeated in other places in the Bible. My son, forget not the law or forget not my law, but let your heart keep my commandments. For now here's the benefit. For length of days and long life, where do we hear that at? Length Length of days and long life and peace shall they add unto you. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them about your neck. Write them upon the table of your heart. So shall you find, so here's another benefit, so shall you find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding in all of your ways acknowledge him why and he will shall direct your paths cause and effect so to speak verse 8 it shall be health to your navel that's another benefit and moral to your bones Honor the Lord with your substance and with the first fruits of your ha- increase. Why? Here is again. So shall your barns be filled with plenty, and your precious shall burst out with new wine. So tremendous benefits by serving God. It's not just a, a, a negative situation. Verse eleven. My son. Despise not the chastening of the Lord. Now, not many of us like that. Neither be weary of his correction. For, because, for whom the Lord loves, he corrects. Even as a father the son in whom he delights. Here's a few more features. Happy is the man that finds wisdom. The man that gets understanding, for the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver and uh, gain uh, than that of fine gold. She is more precious, now they got wisdom as a female, she is more precious than rubies, and all the things that, uh, all the things you can desire cannot be, are not compared to her. Length of days is in her right hand, and you could say well, in some ways, well, maybe we're in better shape because we don't eat some of the unclean foods. I don't know. Maybe that's just a spin off of it. There's so many things. That tranquil heart, tranquil mind and attitude with love and joy. And like Scripper said in places uh, that, you know, the, uh, a merry heart's like a good medicine. And, you know, the other things dries the bones. But anyway, length of days are in her hand. And you could come up with all kinds of things. And in her left hand, riches honor. and honor. Before I get out of here, I'm about ready to wind down here. My wife and I were uh, at her, one of our daughter's houses several years ago, uh, as on uh, this particular son-in-law's 40th birthday, I think. I don't know, one of his birthdays. And they live way, way off out in the country, and they have a lot of friends and uh they, they on his birthday party there was i don't know what do you think around 30 40 people there people outside people inside in the living room people in the kitchen talking and kind of like the old uh comic strips they had in the news uh, we called them funny papers years ago when i was a kid you know they uh, they'd have a family in here and uh, and somebody with a caption up here what they say and somebody with a caption what they say anyway but that's kind of what it reminded me of and i was sitting down at a table and they have a a uh, uh, a table built-in table it's kind of like a lot of people have a built-in bar you know up high well they have a table it's the right table size and and table width too and i love the thing that's why Pran and I'd get up in the mornings before anybody else and do our Bible study in there before everybody get up, and it's just the right side. But anyway, I happened to be sitting there, and and a couple of women were talking over there, and I wasn't eavesdropping on them, but I couldn't help but hear what they were saying. I was sitting there sipping on my wine, you know, probably the second glass or whatever. But anyway, uh, I I just wasn't active in a conversation, and uh, a couple of ladies were standing up there talking, and... And uh, they were talking about religion, talking about, uh, I think, in some ways, what I gathered the hypocrisy of a lot of the, the religion they see on TV, you know, that these people are out here for money and that, you know, and the, and the ministers will run around on somebody's wife and all that. And, and you know, I, I didn't necessarily want to hear it, but <laughs> I wouldn't go get up and walk off either and walk into somebody else's conversation. And one uh, well, of the ladies looked down there and said, uh, what do you think about it, David? You look like you have something to say. And I said, Well, I said I couldn't help it over here. I said, but uh, I pulled out my keys and I said, if everybody in the world would keep the basic ten commandments of the Bible, we wouldn't have to we, we wouldn't have to use these. You know, just just a simple answer. And she was just absolutely dumbfounded. She just said. And I don't remember her husband, now Roy or Bob or something, but anyway, she said, come over here, come over here, listen to what he had to say. And I didn't think it was all that profound. But really, if everybody in the world, or even in Oklahoma, basically, didn't, didn't uh, steal and do, you know, bad things, we wouldn't have to do this. You know, wear a hose in your pocket. But anyway, but uh, we can go through all of God's Ten Commandments And we can assign features and benefits to them or call them whatever we want to do, but there are pros and cons uh, uh, to each one of them and and do the same thing to most other scriptures in there. But sometimes it's best to sell the sizzle and not the steak. It's best to sell the benefits if you can do that and and not just uh, the, the idea, the command, or whatever. And and the benefits, as we know, are tremendously valuable. Uh, one of my son-in-laws asked me one time, I think last time we were out there, he knew that we were a part of the old church there for long years, and and uh, he said, David, you know, with all of the, uh, in the past, all the, the tithes and offerings you gave to that group, and, and, and some people felt that they were misused, said, uh, do you? regret and do you wish you hadn't done that? Would you do it all over again? And I said, i tell you what, I said, most of us that the, the donated, you the gave, our tithes and offerings and all that, I said, we could see the benefits of, of people coming into the church, people reading the, the, the Plain Truth magazine, listening to the broadcast and turn, coming in for articles and we've seen people change. We saw our local church in Tulsa grow from about 150 people when we started. What many did they have, Steve? When you started, you know roughly. Anyway, 150 people and they grew up to 600 before when we left. And but it was been it was uh, it was worth every penny of it. Every penny of it because there may even be some of you out here now that that's a direct result of Steve's tithe been here or Lucille been here for a long time, she's what, 92, 93. And Lucille, uh, don't get it wrong, she's probably listening tonight. She's not feeling well, but you know, uh, I'm sure even Lucille's money went a long ways, and Lawrence Gregory and some of the people who've been around here a lot longer, uh, probably the reason I'm here it may be the reason Steve and some of the rest of us are here. So, you know, uh, the, the the tithing and offering's not a burden. It's not a burden at all, It's 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 a privilege to give. And uh, but anyway, but when we have a chance, people get too negative about the Bible. Get let's let's sell the sizzle, the, you know. Let's just sell the the benefits of God's way of life, because it's tremendously. Uh, like I said, you know, we've been I don't know 55 years, something like that. And we were we were young. A lot of you were young, and uh, you know, it, I, I could cannot imagine my life had it not been with, with God a part of us like he is with you guys too. So anyway, God is good, and let's sell the sizzle.